Strolling down a white graveled walk to the cliff above the ocean, he let his eyes rove aimlessly over the expanse of sea and sand. The icy-looking whitecaps, the blinking faraway sails of boats, the sweeping constantly searching gulls. Desolation. Eternal. Infinite. There was too much of a sameness about the evening's delights. He had been the same route too many times. He'd been there before, so double-damned often, and however you traveled, backward, forward, or walking on your hands, you always got to the same place. You got nowhere, in other words, and each trip took a little more out of you. As for working with a partner, he didn't like that either. It cut the score right down the middle. It put an apple on your head and handed the other guy a shotgun. Because grifters, it seemed, suffered an irresistible urge to beat their colleagues. There was little glory in whipping a fool. Hell, fools were made to be whipped. But to take a professional, even if it cost you in the long run, ah, that was something to polish your pride. These quotes from Jim Thompson's classic, The Grifters, brought to you by Is This Tomorrow? That's Is This Tomorrow? A weekly webcomic available at isthistomorrow.com since 1993. of That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. And we are a weekly podcast where we talk about records and we just go on and on about them and it's a lot of fun. So we thank go you. Th- and we go through the whole record. We talk about the lyrics. We and do. We, a lot of times we have a guest and we have a guest tonight. We do. And our guest is Barry. Well, Lisa, how would you prefer to be introduced? What would you, what yeah, name would you? Are we using you... your full name or are we yeah. using your, okay, yeah, yeah, why not? I don't know. Barry was saying Lisa maybe Lisa Zomoro. Right? They do a pretty good job. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, is that it? The accent is on Z- the Z- Z- Zomaro. Zomaro. <laughs> Zomaro. If you want to be proper. Zomaro. But everyone just says Zomaro. Oh, yeah. You're right. Good Zomaro. Like, like Lisa some, Zomaro. Yeah. Like tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. But with a Z. I remember when you worked at PRL, there was a beer I'd get and I could never pronounce it. And I just would ask you because I love how you pronounced it. Do you remember that? It was a Polish, a probably Polish, Polish beer. Zivietz? That's it, Zivietz. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not spelled like that at all. Right. No. Yeah. Lisa was the beloved bartender at PRL. And the only reason to go in the bar was basically because if Lisa was working, it was fun to be in there. Yeah. We don't go there anymore. No. But now we go. We go. Dude. Lisa has a store in Hollywood. And what's the name of your store? Kitchy Cat Shack. Yes. Kitchy Cat Shack. And as you might have guessed, the focus is on. Dogs. Oh. Yeah. I'm pointing at you with my cup. Cats. Cats. Everything for cats. Everything cats. Yep. And uh, what's the what's address? Physical address? It's 2108 Tyler Street, Tyler Hollywood, Street. Florida. Right across the uh, tracks. And uh, do you, <laughs> there's a cat Speaking now. There's, cats. there's some cats playing yeah. right now. Lisa yeah. brought some ch- some toys, for toys the from the store, I'm assuming, right? You didn't go yes. buy them at yeah. uh, PetSmart, no, did you? No, of course not. <laughs> I brought been... them some catnip. 
to get them yes. all amped. Uh, they they are, amped yeah. <laughs> so do you have does the Kitchen Cat? Do you have a website? Do you have like an online thing, or do you have Instagram? What do you got? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, all of it. I've got Look Instagram. It, oh, so well, at, Instagram is at Kitchy Cat Shack. That's K I T S C H Y. Rob's Cat phone. Jack. <laughs> uh, I turn. I don't know how to my turn deep sigh. <laughs> I don't know how to silence my Every phone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lisa. Yeah. And what's your? Uh, what else you got? Uh, well, Facebook, Kitchy Cat Shack. Yeah, Kitchy Cat Shack. Yeah. Right. And it's ironic that the name of your business is Kitchy Cat Shack, and the kitschy thing because what is the band that you brought? What is the album that you brought for us to do tonight? Oh, it's a. Uh, Wild Planet by the B-52s. Right, which I would say are a very uh, kitschy band, right? Wouldn't you say that? Yes, absolutely. And that's probably one of the things that you love about them, right? Right, uh, and that's why I named my store Kitschy Cat Shack. Oh, <laughs> it's all coming together. Yes, you see now, right? <laughs> I, I never actually knew that Lisa was a gigantic fan of the B-52s. So I, somehow we got in the conversation one day, and she said, "Oh, I'm like the, I'm like one of, an, uh, like an ultra fan. Like TJ is with with Duran Duran. Yeah. You are with the B52s. And I should mention that we're all wearing giant wigs. We're wearing B52 <laughs> wigs. Yeah, <laughs> wigs I can't do. They're just uncomfortable. I just, we're not. I, wore, I don't need a wig. Nah, I you, big got, hair you got you got good yeah. hair. You do. You have kind of a kitschy hair. Hair. That's that's yeah. true. Yeah. So, I pushed um, it out today. Just you, for you I guys. noticed. I that's said awesome. she's done the bouffant thing. <laughs> So what is it? So uh, obviously you. Uh, so let's see. You're younger. I know you're younger than me and Barry. And uh, the uh, B-52 formed in Athens in '76. I didn't yeah, realize they right. were they went that far back yeah, in 1976. But when did you first uh, discover them? Uh, well, I, I discovered them when I was about like 12 or 13. Uh, like when Love Shack came out. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I so was, I was in eighth grade. So what year was that? That was. Uh, was it eighty nine or nine? No, it was eighty nine. I think. Oh God, Barry, we're, we're so old. <laughs> yeah. So you were born in seventy six, right? Well, end of seventy five. End of seventy five. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, so, so, so the B 52s the band is about as old as I am. Right. Right. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> right. So you actually, but you discovered them when they sort of had their. Resurgence again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then well, like, they actually were huge. I mean, they were much bigger. Like, Love Shack propelled them to, like, a whole right. different level than they were at with the uh, the earlier records. They were a new wave dance band, and people loved them, but they weren't huge, you know. And Love Shack was like, oh, MTV, right, that video, right. everything. People just were like, oh, yeah. I love these guys, you know. So that, that brought a whole massive audience that I think um, sort of continues to the day to this day yeah yeah but you know once I heard that then I was like you know who is this and, right and then I just like had to have every single you dug album in. tape and whatever and I right, just like right. yeah and, you were, and that's awesome when you find a band like that it's awesome because you you get to find all these records because you're like yeah. oh my god they already put out all these records I know you have so much to dive oh, into man, that's great yeah. so this record is out of all the records this is the one that's sort of that really grabbed me the wild yeah. plant, which is their second record number two came out in 1980 right and this is I, 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 now Barry probably you're like me I mean we heard them right at the beginning yeah yeah. Rock Lobster, like 1978, yeah, yeah. 79, yeah. that song came out, and it was yeah. like a like an underground hit. Right. But and, and then that first album, I remember going to a New Wave dance party in Orlando in probably 81, 
and uh, it was at the house of a, a woman named Raina Gutman. And I remember being there with all, every new wave person in Orlando because there weren't that many. Every, you know, and you knew everybody. And I was still in high school, so you know, you know who was there? Who was there? Billy Taylor. <laughs> why did I, I didn't, don't even know why I said who. Yeah, I should have just right, said Billy Taylor. Billy Taylor, who I talked to today, actually, on the text with. So we, I remember somebody had a, put a beer bottle in a, a mounted bass. There was a mounted bass sample. Somebody put a beer bottle in its mouth. And I remember the B-52s first album playing, and probably Wild Planet too. Like full volume and the whole, the whole like this living room was just people just like freaking out and dancing. It's a new wave dance party. It was amazing. Oh yeah, it's and party because they're like the ultimate party band. Like if you're having, if you at least if you're having a party, mm-hmm. you're gonna put B52 songs on the, on right. the party mix. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. In fact, they have an album. Uh, an EP called Party Mix, which is right. special dance mixes of their songs. They took, yeah, they put like, what is it, like four or five on one on each side. They sort of melded a couple songs together. Yeah, it's for just a longer long versions, track. and they've got different sounds in them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh. Some of them are actually, some of them are fantastic dance mixes. Yeah, well, that's the thing that's awesome about it because. After the first album, they could have just been this band that was like a one-hit wonder yeah. novelty type band, you know? Uh, but that's what I, I, I really appreciate uh, Wild Planet, because it's kind of like the proof of concept of the band. It, right, know? that's right. That, that shows that, oh, okay, this, is, this isn't just a, right. a quirky, kitschy band. These guys can actually write really great there's a songs. Whole, right, there's a yeah. whole, there's like a, a unified vision here yeah, of, of right. this universe, the B-52's universe. That you know, I think, and I, I'm gonna guess that as a as a, um, a I think Fred is the is the gang leader. I would guess based on reports I've heard behind the scenes is you, that you would know. Well, I do had a friend that recorded them <laughs> recorded that one time, and this Mexican disco or this Mexican dance producer wanted the B-52s to record with him and they came to Athens and then they spent a whole day and the Mexican dance producer couldn't get anything together couldn't figure out what he wanted and then the next day my this friend of mine got brought in and um, because the guy who ran the studio had to go do something else and said just well, I don't know what's going on here you just somebody's got a babysit and so Fred at some point Fred said I'm gonna I'll be back in an hour and so Fred went out and he drank heavily and he came back and he took over the session and he said, okay, this is what's going to happen. You're going to do this, Kate, Cindy, you're going to do this and, and Keith, you're going to do this and everything, it became all of a sudden, Fred made it everything, this one song happen and it wasn't great. It's, it's not great. I'm sure they're not, you know, they don't <laughs> love it, right. but it got done and Fred was the one that sort of had the... Um, the uh, um, chutzpah to, to take over. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, there's a word. For Shabbos. It. We're saying this on hey. Shabbos tonight. We're eating um, cookies. It's not Passover It's cookies. Wednesday night. Is it What's Wednesday night? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why am I thinking it's Friday? I wish it was Friday. I would we wish it was Friday. Friday. You wouldn't know. It's okay. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay. So, Fred was like the uh, ringleader. He's kind of like the ringleader, ringleader of the yeah, band. Yeah. Right, right, right. The yeah. party guy. He's the one that's coming in first at the party. Like, hey, everyone. All right, now the party's stuck. Fred's here. The party's going to start. Yeah, and Fred's around. Yeah. Like, people see him in Orlando at record stores and stuff. I saw him one time backstage at a Foo Fighters concert in New York. <laughs> he was back there. And so, he, Fred gets around, yeah. So what? So when you all right? So you heard them. 
obviously, I mean, uh, it's really cool. You got you got um, Kate Pearson and Cindy Wilson uh, singing uh, together a lot. A lot of dual vocal girl, uh, two two girls with really good uh, voices singing together. Um, so yeah, that, voices that are almost magically fit together. But alone are so different. They, yeah, they, they, right? they are. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah like definitely. They're so different. Yeah, but when they sing together, you're like, wow. It's just this. It's like uh, it's like the women from the band Chic. The, the dance band Chic had two women that sang, mm-hmm. and that's their sound. And when you sometimes you'll hear, I've heard people imitate that. Um, and I'm like, there's these two women singing a particular way, and I'm like, oh, they're doing Chic because there's this. And I think the B52s. Probably also, a lot of people listened to Chic. They were really very popular. You know, they were groundbreaking. Yeah. And so that two women singing together like that influenced a lot of people. It's a little out of left field, but I think I'm, I'm going to hold on to that. <laughs> well, it was, it's almost like two, like a lot of times the bands will have these uh, backup like uh, backup singers, but it's almost like you took these two great backup singers and you said, hey, yeah, let's put them in front. Yeah, they're, let's yeah, they're put them right. Exactly. Yeah, let's they're put them more up front. And, and and then you have Fred sort of coming in as almost like the uh, comic Color relief commentary. in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> but still, they they wouldn't be even though there's some songs where he doesn't really sing at all and maybe does right. some percussion, but they wouldn't be the B52s without uh, all no. the yeah all those. In fact, I didn't realize that who had who had dropped out for a while. Somebody just came back. Kate or Cindy had left. And Cindy, well, yeah, Cindy, Cindy. Wilson oh, left yeah, for no, yeah, a Cindy. couple of years, yeah. But then she's back now, right? Yeah, she is. She is. And then, all right, so let's say the rest of the band, you got uh, Fred Schneider, uh, vocals, uh, percussion. Kate Pearson uh, is uh, vocals, and then she plays keyboard. And then right. a guitar also, like some right. early things you see, yep. she's, she's playing, playing guitar, guitar too. Guitar, yeah. Yeah. Keith Strickland, who was originally the drummer percussionist, and now he's the... Guitar player. Yeah, but Keith yeah. doesn't play lot. Doesn't he's not. Keith's retired. He's yeah. retired. He now. lives in the yeah. Keys. He got a house in Key West, and you know. Huh. And yeah. so I had you, a huge crush on him. Did you really? Yeah. Well, I, we talked. I hate about to that. break. I hate I to know. break this deal, Lisa. I, yeah. There's one. There, there was one straight member of the band. Yeah, so, that's Cindy. Cindy. Uh huh. And even when they had, remember Sarah Lee was their bass player for a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's gay. So. It was, uh-huh. uh, it was, and I, I didn't do the math on that until pretty recently. I was like, oh, yeah, Keith, Ricky, oh, okay, yeah, there, Fred, oh, yeah. So you can figure out kind of how they would have gotten along in Athens, Georgia in 1976. They, they would, gra- yeah, they, they, they all gravitated, they found each other. Like, uh, each other. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally different world yeah. back then. And we didn't so. mention, the, especially the beginning of the band, the, the secret weapon was the guitar player. Oh, Ricky. Ricky Wilson. One of my favorite One of my favorite guitar players. Yeah, who just had. Now, when you were like a kid, when you first heard him, well, actually, when you first heard him, he wasn't. He, he, he was, he was gone. gone already. Yeah. He was one of the first people anybody rem- knew of to die of AIDS. Like, he right. died Right. And really he actually early. died. He didn't die specifically of AIDS complications. He had AIDS. And uh, it was weird if you read about it. Do you even, um, Fred Schneider said he didn't even realize. No, he didn't realize knew. He it, didn't yeah. tell. Even his sister didn't know. Oh. And, you know, because so it, he was, died, a, it he, was, there was a lot of, there was a lot, there was a stigma. I mean, there was a, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. okay to be out. It wasn't okay to be, it was, there was a huge stigma, especially right. for Southern, yeah. from the South. Right, right. You know. So he died uh, 1985 at the age of. 32. So yeah. he's really young. God. And uh, yeah, so and nobody, Cindy, I mean, his guitar playing, he had his own, like, he invented 
a style of guitar. That, I mean, you can sort of pick out where, where he got the different things that he did. Right. But the way that he did what but he did what was... what did he do? So you explain. You're, you're the guitar... Yeah. I'm a guitar player, but <laughs> like, okay, Barry's so a much better guitar player than me. He just so like explain takes, what he did. He takes the two bottom strings and he tunes them in fifths, basically. So you've got like a chord, like a rock and roll guitar chord. He just takes the two middle strings out and he takes the two top strings and he tunes them to the same note. The same note, right. So, and he does different sort of versions and variations of that, but he can play things that are sound like kind of like two different guitar players right, playing. Right, right, Because when I saw him live in 83, you saw the same, we saw the same tour. Yeah. Mesopotamia tour in Orlando. Sorry. Uh-huh. Sorry. 83, you would have been eight, seven. Uh, seven, eight years old. You weren't, <laughs> it was, uh, if we knew Lisa, we, we, we would have, have taken yeah, him to the yeah, show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, cool. yeah, right. But he lived in, yeah, but you were in Long Island and I was in Orlando. <laughs> no, no, I was here. I was living here already. <laughs> sunrise. I saw him at Sunrise. I don't think my mom would have let you. No. No, definitely. It would have not been good. And so... I saw him live. I was like, how's he doing that? I mean, I was just blown away. And because Rob and I talked about, before Lisa got here, about how we, when we went to see him, we thought, oh, yeah, I like him. Cool. You know, it's going to be a fun show. Fun, kitschy party band. Did not realize I was going to be blown away. Right. How What good uh, musicians they were and what a good band they were. Right. Yeah. Tight and just everything was like, there was no screw. And I think even now... That's the live show. Is they don't screw around. They're like a James, almost like James Brown or something. When the they're not just wandering out on stage and you know, oh hey, how's everybody? Yeah. It's like, well, it's like any kind of dance music. You got to be in the pocket. Pacing, yeah. got to be in the pocket. You can't be. It's not sloppy. And it's, it's work. Like, they yeah. work up there. You know, you see them. It's yeah. like. <laughs> I just saw them last year. Susan Did you really? Yeah, yeah. They were amazing. Yeah, yeah. still great. Or July. She said she was blown away. She couldn't believe how good they were. So. But uh, wouldn't it be great to get in a, a time machine and go back and see, uh, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I wish. Maybe. If anyone has access to a time machine, let, let us know. <laughs> if they have a time machine, you think I'm really going to go see? I mean, I like 52s and all. <laughs> There's that's other, what you're, there's no, other that's things exactly I would take care do. of, yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, so this album, like their first album, was recorded at a Compass Point in um, uh, Nassau. Nassau, the Bahamas. Yeah, right. Uh, Chris Blackwell. Uh, Chris Blackwell actually produced their first record, right? Which actually is very. The first record's much more raw. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And he basically just recorded them how they sounded live because that, that's the thing I realized since they were around since '76. By the time they recorded the first album '79, they were already like a really yeah. tight. They played band a lot of together. shows. They were right. very tight, and they had their they had their sound set. So yeah, by the time they recorded their second album at Compass, well, Party, I mean the first record opened the. Planet Claire, which is just a the first time you, the first time you hear it, you're like, oh my god! Yeah, it, it didn't sound like it didn't sound like anything else. When that keyboard like line and the women and, yeah. and Kate and Cindy singing together come in, that high note that's descending, and you're like, this is. It was almost like um, it's got the same. It's the same. And I hate to do this, but it's the same thing as. Pink Floyd. Van Halen? Uh, Pink Floyd. Astronomy, oh. No, Astronomy Domini by Pink Floyd. Oh, there's okay, this, okay. Ah, there's this descending thing that's really intense and creepy. Yeah. The same thing. Yeah. But well, without the cool dance beat. They've got that uh, 50s sci-fi thing, which you, you're probably a fan of that, Lisa, yeah. too, right? Yeah. Yeah, you are. I could tell that. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. All that. So this, ba- this band is just... You you discovered a band that was like right in your wheelhouse with everything you loved, or did you like learn to love this stuff more after you got into them? Because I guess you were yeah kind of young yeah kind of both them, right yeah, yeah. you know because you know at the time I was thirteen right so I I knew what I was 
into sort of at the time and then right. and then you know just discovering a band like that at that age is just that's kind of really yeah. really really yeah. shaped who I am today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all right now so do you remember getting this uh, this like how would you have got it? Would you have got it on tape on a cassette when yeah, you got cassette. it? Yeah, cassette. Okay, so you mm-hmm. get a cassette, you put it in let's get in the first song Party Out of Bounds. This is a party. The party's starting, right? Yeah. Surprise! Right. But then it's got this this gang of four shred guitar. Up yeah. Underneath. He's playing these shards of like of like intense. So th- there's a little dissonance right off the bat where it's like um, there's an there's not it's not all you know it's not all like sweetness and light. There's right. this intensity there, and that's what you know makes it cool. And then the songs about party that's you know who's to blame yeah <laughs> evidently the, the song is about it, it, they're about they're crashing a party but it becomes evident that the party has not been planned right it's been poorly planned and poorly executed <laughs> yeah. right and they're pissed he's like where's your ice box okay. you know for, like, <laughs> crashers hey, get bombed yeah slobs make a mess you know sometimes they'll even ruin your wife's right. dress <laughs> right and then the and then cindy or where's kate says crashers get bombed right who's to blame it's perfect you know they right. just they're perfect. and then and and they're coming up with ideas they're they're spitballing ideas that right. maybe a spur of the moment scavenger what can, what hunt can you do to save a party <laughs> or queen now what's queen of the Nile? is that I a party no game idea. it must be some kind of party I game I just... who turned out the lights <laughs> um Parcheesi charades. Yeah. They're throwing. See, Fred, Fred and Kate, you want to have at your party, right? Because yes. uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. get it on. They're gonna yeah. get it back on point. And then cool. things really go go downhill. Who's to blame when suit situations degenerate? And when you go to the word degenerate, you're really you know that because they were in Athens. There's some pretty de- debauchery in Athens, Georgia. Go pretty much hand in hand. There's a lot of it's a college town, but even amongst the uh, the. Uh, you know the underground. There's known right. people so disgusting. They still have that hillbilly, hillbilly jeans. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. And there's two. Kind of, who's two of them are? Ricky's from Athens, and also Keith. Is oh no, three of them are. Well, from if well, Ricky's Cindy from too. Cindy, has to be because right. they're brother and sister. Ricky right, and Rick Cindy and Cindy, Cindy and, and yeah. Keith are from Athens, and then Fred's from New Jersey. And Kate's from somewhere. There's else. that one song where they introduce. What's that song on a later album where they introduce himself? I'm a uh, song I'm a for Pisces. Future yeah. <laughs> I love that. Which I, I love that. That's yeah. great. And they all they all give a little, <laughs> yeah. tell a little about themselves. I, yeah. I do love that. Oh, it's and so, then it's so things get worse. People get sick. They play the wrong games. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it can ruin your name. So it's just you, like stuff. I, I I you know when I was a kid, really young. Yeah, I didn't know what no. any of this stuff meant. You know, you I had an older sister, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, this is what she's going through." Like, yeah, <laughs> and you don't realize that fantasizing yeah. about right. Who ordered pizza? <laughs> I'll be tactful when making the rounds. Be tactful when making the rounds. <laughs> <laughs> and then try not to condemn. <laughs> There's some really clever lines. Oh in yeah, here. there is. And then and they also I mentioned. Know. And what she said, she says, "Ooh, house of I know. <laughs> like clean up, clean up your shit. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, so that's an awesome opening song to Perfect. the record, yeah, right? Yeah. And now we get in the song number two is. Uh, and we a should dirty... say that they oh. they had a lot of these songs 
already they were already playing them right, live right. when they recorded this record. So it's not like they had to go in and spend a huge amount of time recording this. Yeah, they, they were had already, them if you in see their live back shows, pocket. They yeah. had these, a lot of songs and they wanted it. It's this shows these were this was a band that were thinking long term because they didn't want to put all their good songs on their first record. They wanted to have songs for the next record because they knew they'd be playing these songs and people would want to hear them. Right, and they did. And all right, so we get song number two, "A Dirty Back Road," which <laughs> sort of reckless. Admits, sorry. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Say. <laughs> well, it's a, it's it's a. Um, you say because I didn't want to say it. I was hoping one of you would. Well, oh. it, is yeah, it supposed right? to? It's a, uh, allegedly. It's about. <laughs> Just say no. Let Lisa say it. Oh what, God! What do you I, think? I do. <laughs> Dirty back. Well, I mean. I mean, it's. It's a double entendre. It's a double entendre, yes. right? Yeah. It's like yeah. we're all grown ups. We're all adults, yeah. right? <laughs> Lisa's younger than us, but she's an adult. Well, you saw what I posted on. You saw my post this week where I said, um, the, like, from anal sex to canal oh, okay. sex. Oh, okay. It's okay. a slippery oh, you, slope. Yeah. You went, you oh, is that there. what you were implying? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. With the, oh, okay. You just thought that was his everyday yeah. anal sex uh, reference? I, didn't, I, I honestly didn't make the connection, but no. Yeah. It's a slippery right. that slope. Shows your, that shows you're normal, Lisa. Did you not make it? Yeah. <laughs> Don't look behind you. Reckless driving on oh. dirty back road. So yeah, yeah it's a it's a cheeky little double. Fred, icon. you think Fred might have uh, might have been the author of this? Well, no, actually, it was written by Ricky Wilson. And, oh, well, okay. And yeah. this guy Robert Waldrop, which was apparently a friend of the band, and he's written other songs like later songs. He okay. Wrote, he co-wrote cool. some songs with them. Uh, so this guy, yeah, uh, yeah. So Ricky and you, uh, Robert, you know, Ricky and Robert, feet in the air, sand in my hair. <laughs> oh, don't don't look back, don't look behind you. Yeah. <laughs> Reckless driving on a dirty back road. Right. So uh, it's cool. You though. ride cool me song. Yeah. like a road. There yeah. You go. Yeah. And it's a, but it's a, it's not as driving. It's more of a mid tempo. It's a little bit. The tempo's yeah. a little slower. Now, twelve year old Lisa listening to no this. Idea. No, it went twelve year old. Just thought, oh, they're no driving idea. in a car. Frankly, of course, frankly. as it should as it should be. I would be disturbed. <laughs> yeah. Eighteen. Yeah, no, no, I have no year idea. Old. Good. Yeah, Good. Seventeen year old Barry Good Stock girl. didn't get That's the didn't hear. make the connection either. <laughs> truth be told. Yeah. Well, I. Yeah, you know, until I was like some, you know, I was reading about. It. I was like, oh, that's a good oh, thing. I think yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah I you think, don't want seventeen-year-old yeah. Barry to know what no, that. No, no, that's true. About. Yeah, he had enough problems. Believe me, he had yeah, enough problems. Sure. <laughs> Seventeen. That's a good lord. Yeah, what the hell was? Going All right, on? we got song number three, running around, and uh, I think the the keyboard, like the keyboard, the the twin keyboard notes, is supposed to sound like a phone ringing, maybe. Ah, maybe, in this song, because yeah. be, I yes. got like, because you, you know, he's like calling his baby, but your baby's not going to pick up because she's running around. She's out running around. Oh, yeah, okay. that's I don't know. I could be wrong, but that's what I sort of got the uh, like it was a phone ring. Um, and this the, basically is a song, is a song about your baby running. Around. Yeah, looking around, yeah. looking yeah, for my baby, just somebody who's. Um, you know, so there's it's a classic country song thing, you right? Gotta, or blues, uh, blues, too, right? blues. Yeah. But the country oh, yeah. definitely has a thing where they're, you know, you driving all over town you're looking for, you know, uh, win, window shopping, window shopping. There's, you know, you've been like your baby's out <laughs> looking for somebody else. So, um, <laughs> Web Pierce, I think Web Pierce. We'll these obscure references. Don't worry, Lisa. Oh no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah. There's not much more to the song than. Uh, then the then the whoever you're looking for has got away. There's a few of those in the beep. I think Fred. I think is the source of people getting away from him. Oh right, yeah, probably, probably. Yeah. Um, 
Or maybe escaping to... is the word. Maybe could be also. Your baby, your cat babies are running all over this goddamn apartment. I'll tell they're, you that. They're much. excited because Lisa gave them a bunch oh, of kitty oh. crack. He's he's sniffing oh, yeah, catnip he in that yeah. bag. And There's yeah. extra catnip. Susan, in there. when Susan well, walked in, uh, one of them almost had a almost had a heart the heart attack. Yeah. Lisa's the cat cat whisperer and <laughs> and and the dealer. Yeah, yeah. that's right. The cat, the kitty crack dealer. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? My I'm, <laughs> my drink is almost empty. So how about we take a quick little break uh, and we will come back with more. We're talking to Lisa. I told you I forgot how to pronounce Zom- your name already. Zomaro. <laughs> Zomaro. I tried hard, but I didn't get Zomaro. it. Zomaro. You can just no, say no. It. Say it the word. But I just say Zomaro. Yeah, you do, you do because oh, yeah. it sounds I don't, I don't pretentious. It sounds yeah. a little pretentious yeah. to be honest. If you and where's and, and what your last name, the origin of your last name, it's it's Italian. It's Italian, yeah. Oh, it is Italian. Yes. Okay, so how do you pronounce that uh, Polish beer so good then? Well, I, I mean, I oh. learned it from... She's not an idiot. <laughs> oh, okay, I got it. Uh, now that makes sense, Barry. <laughs> Thanks. I always forget not everyone's an idiot. <laughs> not everybody. All right, we'll be back with the Lisa. The people who watch the Three Stooges are not like the Three Stooges. That's true. All right, we'll be back with more of Wild Planet in a minute. This is a test of the nationwide emergency protocol. If this were an actual emergency, you'd be directed to go to isthistomorrow.com. Yes, that's isthistomorrow.com. Is This Tomorrow is a weekly webcomic since 1993. The result of a government experiment gone wrong tunneled into the black hills of South Dakota. Prehistoric life forms reanimated by necromancy. Larger-than-life personalities driven by inhuman desires. Space aliens controlling your thoughts from the foot of your bed. A secret channel on television that generates seemingly random noises. Radiation from beyond the galaxy terrifying children and pets. Proceed to the shelter at the coordinates that will be given shortly. Follow the shopping cart with the flashing blue light. Once again, that's Is This Tomorrow, a weekly webcomic at isthistomorrow.com since 1993. Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. And we have our special guest, Lisa Zomaro. Zomaro. And we're of uh, Zomaro. Kitchy Cat, Kitchy Cat Shack. And we're talking about uh, B-52's Wild Planet. So, Lisa, I, I was asking you if you had a, a shop cat, and you do. Yes, I do. And the shop cat's name is? Betty. That's Betty's right. amazing. And Betty. Betty, Betty was named after? One of the 52 girls. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> That's so right, you've got, from the so first you, album. You just got B-52s, like, oh, they're... they're they, could have yeah. been Madge, could have been Mabel. It could have been. It, uh, I mean, you know, it doesn't mean it won't be in right. the future. These, These are the names. They're definitely in the uh, 
fabric of your life. Yes. They're a big, yes. They became a big party. What's, what jingle is that? Okay, hold on a second. Whose jingle says the fabric of your life? Um, it's, oh, cotton. Cotton, cotton the fabric. <laughs> all right, yeah. Remember right. when cotton now? Does cotton still advertise? Man, they used to, the, the, I don't know, but they probably should because like, now you know, like hemp is all the right. Know, yeah. the but nothing. I gotta say, man, hemp really, shit lasts a long time. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. why nothing, I mean, cotton should be advertising <laughs> because, because nothing it probably feels, yeah. in business. Nothing feels like cotton though, isn't that yeah, the tagline yeah, too? I've got a hemp backpack that I've had since the mid '90s. Really? It, it, it you wash it and it never looks clean, but it does not fall apart. So. Yep. We aren't advocating uh, smoking hemp, kids, just so you know. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about can that. You, can you smoke hemp? You can't get high well. from it. It's, oh, okay. Hemp is the like the is the is the fibers from the plant. It's oh, not okay. The, so it's could, not the the buds. So it's like cotton. You could smoke cotton too, right? I guess but you wouldn't <laughs> yeah. want it. All right, so we're uh, we're talking about Wild Planet, and we're up to song number four. Give me, I love this. is Actually, one of my favorite songs. This is my favorite B fifty two song. Give yeah, me back it's my probably man. Probably one of my favorites. Really? I, yeah. Okay, so then yeah, I think well, it's it's an it's got to be an awesome yeah, song. It's, a, right? it's a Cindy Wilson song too. Yeah, and she sings the fuck out of this song, yeah, right? I mean, it gives me goosebumps every time. It does, and right? Live. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. Oh. I actually, I actually, I read somewhere someone says, "Oh, you have to see like yeah. this live thing," and I looked up on YouTube. Yeah, and she was like just like shredding her Every voice. Every single it. time. I've seen yeah. them. I don't even know how many times live, but. All right. Yeah. So obviously, this song it must have some kind of personal. But Fred wrote it. Well, it's... Uh, Fred. The lyrics. The story is Fred was wandering around, and just sort of. Came up with this song. Oh, really? Wow. Are you sure? No, I, I didn't know that. I, I remember. I looked it up, and okay. I was like, and "I mean, it is credited to uh, to Fred." Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, right. It, it's credited to all of them except uh, Kate. Not not Kate on this one. But that he, you know, he, you know, he was just walking around and because Colbert's is Corvettes it says Cor- yeah okay well Corvettes oh. is the store I remember Corvettes when I growing up in New York Corvettes was this a uh, department store in New oh, York oh so that would be Fred from Fred yeah Cor- okay Corvettes I used to hate to go there. my mom would go there I hate to go there because it was so boring <laughs> really? it was just okay. this big department I'd like cry why do we have to go to Corvettes uh, yeah, it but it's like a, a department store but it's, yeah just a big uh, department it so much captures the way it feels when you you're in love with somebody and they're just not coming back. Uh, okay, so maybe. Uh, okay, so I guess she just whatever whatever he wrote it resonated with her, yeah. and she was able to sing it like oh, yeah. like she means. Well, it. okay, I hope I'm not wrong, but she I do remember it. looking it up, and they said, "Oh no, Fred Fred was." Well, someone will let us. Some some uh, huge fan will let. It. If you're wrong, they'll castigate us. Yeah, she cuts her hair and calls his name, wishing everything could be the same like when she had him mm-hmm. and and uh, the chorus is cool I'll give Brilliant. you fish I'll give you candy I'll give you everything I have in my hand and I always assumed yeah. it was that it was the fish was also like was like candy like fish like you know like like uh, oh, like Swedish fish, fish or some sort oh, of candied yeah. something I'll give you fish wasn't like uh, okay, well, random. here's one thing I found, because, all right, that, what you were talking about, where they said, uh, walking out of Corvettes, package in her hand, motions to all the seabirds, throws uh, divinity. divinity on the sand. All right, uh, now, what do you think, what do you think that is? 
Well, Divinity is a candy. candy. It's, it's a candy. It's a like southern candy. A southern candy. So that's got to be what they're talking. They're not talking because they didn't put many uh, religious. Uh, I mean, yeah, but no, it no, could it's, be. It's, it's, I mean, I didn't candy. know what it was. It's, it's, it's as candy. A kid. It's yeah. candy because they actually mentioned candy, right? Yeah. But Divinity, but that's kind of cool. They may just but sort of just uh, that lyric though. Motions to all the seabirds. Yeah, yeah that's on, great. I mean, oh. yeah, uh, it's beautiful. Um, throws Divinity in this on the sand. I'll give you fish. Give me, give me back my man and. I assumed I can I can totally picture Fred saying that too. I can so. too. That's the thing. I was like, if you just because give me back my man. He's got he's turning it around. You know, he's just putting a a, a, a female character in there. Right. But it's you know. Well, for you know, it could also be someone who died. Could be. Oh you know? yeah. And and that's yeah. that's where that's where this you know as a kid listening to this album. I, I, you know, There's things that, resonated with me, and then, and the then later on in life, having yeah. gone through something like that, me personally, you know, coming back to that song and hearing it again. Oh, it brought like, out all the feels. Oh, yeah. 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 And, well, and, yeah, and it's one of those things, like, years later, I didn't realize, and I'm listening, I'm like, oh, holy shit. It, yeah. is, You're right, like actually, because I was thinking that, too. It could be about someone that actually did die, or maybe someone that even drowned or something. They're talking right, about, like, this thing, right? Giving back? If, yeah, her head's uh, in a whirlpool spinning yeah. round and round. If Which, she don't get her Lisa, man back. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. No, Lisa is weeping uncontrollably right now. That's very personal for me, you know. I mean, I won't go into the details, but for, yeah. So, but that's yeah. that's why we love music, right? And that's no, why we I know. And, so, and, and, so the music of this song goes perfectly with the the lyrics and the sound it of it. It does, yeah. Because it's it's got this um, the little bells that are mm-hmm. playing in the background. Yeah, yeah. I think and, there's some uh, a glockenspiel and, in and there. Right, and Ricky's playing some <laughs> I think really there is. Uh, yeah glockenspiel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Ricky's playing these really unusual chords up underneath it, which are yeah. give it a really you know it's sort of sophisticated. This a lot of the music in this recipe uh, in this uh, on the second record is sophisticated. Go ahead, Very finish your second. And drink so that you can your enunciation oh, what will word I don't even know what word I was trying to say <laughs> I think I was doing second record and sophisticated <laughs> and they sort of discombobulated together Martin you <laughs> another drink right all right, and now we get to... The infamous B-52s episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and now we get to one of the big hits. There was a couple of hits off this record, uh, you know, my, uh, marginal hits, but this song, oh, I remember was, this oh, song oh, being all... Yes. When I was yeah. in high school... New Wave this Clubs. Song, Private Idaho. Go to the song. New Wave Club, and yeah, yeah. they would yeah, kick yeah. this, and people would just be... Oh, on the dance floor. I will. I will tell you. In my in my senior year of high school, there was a petition going around to make this the seniors. You know, they have a yeah. senior song. Oh, to really? Make Private Idaho. But yeah, but but. Interesting. And there was what a one? rumor. What one? Oh, what what year was that, Rob? Huh? What year was that? 1981. Okay. Yeah, uh, but it could have been 1980 when they were doing. It. I graduated in 81. But the rumor was that Private Idaho got the most votes, but they picked. Uh, the best of times by Sticks. Oh, okay. <laughs> because I went to Miramar High School. Yeah. So, oh wow. Yeah. Edgewater High School. It was Sail On by the Commodores. Oh, so. that's uh, that's actually yeah. not as bad. That's definitely not as bad as Sticks. No, it's true. But yeah, no, I went to Miramar. What do you What do you want? All right. So Private Idaho. So in this song, this song actually is a brilliant. To me, it's a brilliant song because they're using. What is he doing? He's using oh, yeah. Idaho oh, yeah. as a metaphor and for Private I. Yeah. Private Idaho. Right. Right. Wordplay. They fun did it. And, and before, um, uh, what's that other band? Um, where the one guy is the only guy, the talented guy, and the other guy, um, Daryl Holland. Uh, yeah, Hall's Notes. <laughs> <laughs> 
I wouldn't. They had to privatize. I wouldn't say John Oates is untalented. Is he not? I don't know. What did he do? I didn't know. I thought he just not one song he did. Like a couple of chords or something. Uh, there's some know. reason that they continue to play together. Oh, okay. I don't know. I was assuming. Like that Art Garfunkel was not just a talentless boob. No, Paul well, Simon, he wasn't. Paul Lyman was He's an incredibly no... talented asshole. Uh, <laughs> right. You said boob. Oh, I did. But I meant the bird. I guess, I isn't that where that comes from? Like a boob so, booby. So, yeah, the use Nido is a metaphor, and the lyrics when he says, uh, get out of that state, they're talking about the, the, state, state, of, the state of mind you're yes, in, exactly. not just the state. You're stuck in a mental well, it's fixation. it's a very dark song. Yeah, When course. you really read the lyrics, oh, yeah. like, it's really dark. Now, did you, all right, so did, did the Under, darkness. Underground like a wild potato. Did, like like the last song, did the darkness sort of, did you realize it later on? Yeah, 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 yeah again. Because this is like the song that like I would dance to. Of course, like, yeah. And then, this song then is... I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, because this song is super catchy. It's like yeah, super right. catchy. And danceable, you and know? And super fun. And, right, uh, but yeah. it's not when you right. really think about it. Fred Schneider has a great quote. He said, Idaho is pretty mysterious to all of us. <laughs> I know, I know it's a beautiful state, but then I know there's also a lot of crazy right-wingers and all that stuff. There uh, you go. Yeah. <laughs> so he said, uh, the song's about all different things. It isn't like a parody of Idaho or anything. No. So he's saying it's not a parody of but Idaho. But there's nautical themes, too, because you have... In the previous the pool, song, the you, had, the pool. you had the nautical theme, yeah. too. Give Me Back My Man is it by the side of the seaside. And this one that's drowning, going down, down. Yes. You know? yeah. That one we already... Nautical we've themes established that Lisa's triggered by the... Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I love I love how he's that sense of dread though. It leads yeah. you straight right through the gate that opens on, on the, the pool. <laughs> and then you've got that sci-fi na 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 na. Yeah, the guitar, right? right? It's brilliant. Ricky's guitar playing. It's brilliant. Yeah. No, it's a great song. And, and I the still, amazing thing I to me it. was that they were able to continue without Ricky and still have. Well, actually, uh, did you read the the drummer guy? What's his name? Keith Strickland. Uh, Keith Strickland. He said uh, originally they 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 got some other guitar player to to play and, and he just wasn't right. And he decided that he was gonna he was gonna really study how Ricky right. played and right. do it. Yeah, to yeah, sort but of. Keith went on to sort of not play guitar like Ricky though. If you listen, no, to he those, did, but he wanted to use that. So when they would play the old songs, they he wanted to, to honor it. and yeah, do yeah. it right oh, and do it the yeah. way he did. It's so he said he really as, worked yeah. at it. It's not as straightforward as it seems. No, no, it's not. You it's sit down and you start not. playing, you're like, oh, he was very, very clever. Yeah. Like I said, he, R- Ricky Wilson's one of my favorite guitar players because he was very, made, took very simple things that were actually very, very clever and very much identifiable as, oh, that's Ricky Wilson. And so, you know, so he's what's the awesome. other? So what's the other dark things you saw in this song? Like, what did, what do you, what, later on, what did you, what did you uh, come up with as the dark elements? I know um, that well, the the pool full of strangers, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, to me, it sounds like something connected to suicide. Uh, yes. You're living in your own. It's someone who's someone who's lost and yeah. and you know is is about to go. You know. Right. Take it to the next. Swimming level. round and round like the deadly hand of a radium clock at the bottom of the pool. Yeah. So there's just this. Okay. What is that? Pool. What is he referring to, though? The deadly hand of the radium clock. Do you remember uh, deadly hand of radium clock? In the 20s, there was radium. They used yeah, to they use used radium to, make, to, to make paint the dials of the glow-in-the-dark glow the watches. And the woman, these poor women who painted the dials, they would lick the, they would put the yep, brushes in died. their mouths to, to make them a they point. They all died. And yeah, and they all, they, they all had cancer. Yeah. And there was a 1928 lawsuit that led to the, a, a oh, wow. settlement right. for their family. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> so that started that that's some dark shit and too. And then there was yes. there was yeah. a kid who went around to antique stores and collected all the bottles of radium paint and made a nuclear reactor in his backyard. <laughs> and, uh, and they had to call in the. Um, it of was, course, Barry it was a, knows that. It was a super fun <laughs> site. Like he somehow they figured out what he was doing. And it was extremely radioactive, and they had to, like, you know, call in, like, you know, the government had to shut down the whole oh my neighborhood God. and stuff. Yeah. Oh, he got in trouble. He was they, in big trouble. I think they made, um, like, a Twilight Zone episode kind of similar well, yeah, to there's that. A twi- well, this has the... Yeah. There's a Twilight Zone thing. Oh, interesting. I wonder, yeah. if they, I wonder if they got it from that episode. That's possible. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Yes. I could totally episode. picture them being Twilight Zone fans, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. From yeah, that. That, that, that's definitely Twilight Zone-ish. All right, and one other quick ironic uh, fact is that, ironically, they B-52s didn't play in Idaho until 2011. <laughs> oh, my God. For real? <laughs> yep, they I'm guessing they played in Boise. 2011. Because that's wow. name a town in Idaho, Boise, right? Name another town in Idaho. Ago. No. That's crazy. Uh, what's another? Another town in Idaho, Boise, yeah. and um, buttfuck Potato City. <laughs> I was gonna say that. Were you? I don't believe you were gonna say. Any that. of our listeners in <laughs> Idaho? I know. Want to write in and give us another name of a place in Much Idaho? Much like Fred Schneider, we're not making fun of Idaho. <laughs> Or tell us whether or not <laughs> there's a place called Buttfuck in Iowa or Idaho. I bet there We is. know there's one in Iowa. Uh, <laughs> all right, number six after <laughs> private. I feel like uh, for me, the second half of this record I actually like even more. Start, uh, I, 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 this record likes, kind of grows for me more because yeah, I really right. like. All right, so we get song oh. number six is Devil, Devil in, in My, my car. car. Help! The Devil's Devil in, in My, my car. car. Help! Yeah, this is a really fun song. I it think. is. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I can't really figure Terrence this one out, honestly. I don't it's know just, if there's anything uh, more to figure out than it's, it's just, just there's a lot yeah, of fun like, wor- yeah. uh, wordplay. He, he's, he has his uh, cloven hoof on the clutch. <laughs> oh, ow, I'm sitting on his tail. Once again, yeah. Fred, that you could interpret these lyrics multiple ways. Right. Um, ooh, he ripped my upholstery. He's at the wheel. Help, the devil's in my car. Oh, He's well. pointing his pitchfork. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, here we go. So I know maybe. exactly what it's about now. Oh, no, no. <laughs> as Whoa, as a woman, I think we've all been there. Yeah. Oh. The Seinfeld episode with the date with Elaine, where at the end of the date, the guy just takes his dick out, and she's yeah, like, exactly. what? <laughs> he like points at it, and she's like, you know, just like, nope. Uh, there's nothing for me to do but yell help. The devil's in my car. He's got his cloven hoof on the clutch. <laughs> there's nothing on my, there's and there's just some goofy kitschy stuff in here too. The radio gives me static. There's nothing on my CB CB radios. Everybody yeah. remember CB? They were a big thing in the 70s. Yes, I had one. Yeah, we did too. Yeah. What was your handle, Barry? Something so incredibly stupid that I don't want to say. What? Oh, come on, say it. I'll tell you mine. No, don't. It's okay. Magic Man. That was mine. Magic Man. Yeah, Magic mine's, man. mine's that bad. Mine's that bad, but I'm not going to tell you. It's just, it's bad. Oh, that's we'll save it for fun. now. I'll just, yeah, it is. You can guess. Anybody who guesses it, I'll give $100 if you guess my CB handle. Man. You're not going to guess it. Okay. Um, All right, so we get to song number seven. Keish Lorraine. Freeway to, oh, wait, wait. Hold on, though. What? Free, freeway to Hell. We're burning up the road. They're going to, so had high, we had Highway to Hell by ACDC, which had already come out, right? Yeah. So Freeway to Hell. Yeah, Highway so, to Hell. So they're, um, I think they're maybe an unconscious nod to uh, the boys hmm. from yeah, uh, Australia. Yeah, or maybe a little conscious. Maybe poking <laughs> a little fun. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's good. I like that. 
All right, so who is Quiche Lorraine? You must like this song, Lisa, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. It's fun. Yeah. The skies are charcoal gray. It's a dreary downtown day. But at the end... Ominous music, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love... At the end of my 40-foot leash is my little friend, Quiche. Quiche La Poodle is her name. Three, and, and Keisha's is for three having inches tall, right? And having a good time on a crummy day is our game. That should be everyone's game, right? Yeah. Having a good time on a crummy day. Yeah. Well, you know, Two for me, tall. I just imagine Keisha La Poodle was a cat. No, of course you do. Of course yeah, you imagine yeah, that. Because so, you're obsessed with I was with thinking Keisha La Poodle is like a stuffed poodle, like a little yeah. tiny. I mean, I know it's a poodle, but for me in my head, you know, okay. I always want, you know, so I've always tried to get to walk my cats. Okay, but Which seriously, did not turn out well. No, but really, <laughs> it's an ex though. He's singing about an ex, right? An ex girlfriend. Well, I because I actually did that. He that yeah. there's uh, someone that said on one of these crazy B52 forums that he Fred used to introduce the song, and he said this is about a relationship that went to the dogs. <laughs> So he could have just been being cute about that, or it might have been more about uh, a relationship. Who knows? Because Keisha Lorraine totally sounds like it could be uh, like a, a drag queen name, you know? That's true. Oh, oh yeah. Like a dancer, wow. right? Yeah, absolutely. Wow, Rob has got the stuff. And, uh, <laughs> but let's say it's about a dog that's really some, a cat because yeah. that's cuter. Yeah. yeah. And there's a. I don't have a cat named Keish yet. 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 The classic line from Keish Lorraine, has anybody seen a dog dyed dark green, about two <laughs> inches tall, with a strawberry blonde fall, sunglasses and a bonnet, and designer jeans with appliques on it. Yeah. So, Fred. Fred's the best. Fred, I love. Yeah. I will say it's nice. Like the one song, like, "Give Me Back Your Man," is like he does. It's it's just Cindy singing. Right. It is nice to get a little break from Fred oh, once right. in a while, right? But then you're that. always happy that he's back there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Fred is the um the uh the jester. I bet there are some people that hate that just hate his voice. And you hate think? Him. I oh, I'm sure there is. It's but, like people that hate Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, right. right. They know? just think, oh, that's this, yeah. they're stupid. There's yeah. no help for those people, though. No, no. fuck those people. I love people. Pee Wee Herman. Me too. Of course, yeah. yeah fuck yeah. anyone that doesn't like Pee Wee Herman or French. <laughs> they're kind Paul, of who like was railroaded? The same, right? Who yeah, was, they are. Paul Rubens railroaded in Sarasota, Florida. Oh, yeah, that was that was a that was, was a dark. A, uh, that was very that was bad. A dark week. <laughs> it was, man. So we were like, that? what? They arrested him for what? That's what you do there. That's why I you know. go. Leave him alone. I know. Jeez. Oh, Poor guy. people. I know. All right. <laughs> so is it that time? Is it time to make love under the strobe light? Oh, we got strobe song. light. This is a really this good a song, dry, right? This is, well, they used to, yeah. they, there's that concert that I gave you from 79, maybe 80. There's a live show from um, the at Philadelphia from the... Capitol Theater. It's in black and white. The Capitol Theater filmed all these live shows. They filmed them in black and white. God knows why. But there's a Bees show from 1980, and the last song is Strobe Light, and it's just like, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's off the hook. It's amazing. Yeah, they used to do this as an encore song, and this song moves. And this song is about sex. Just straight up. Wait, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's Uh, no no sub... Text to this besides uh, come over and have sex with me. Got something to tell you. Oh, I want to see you tonight. I want you to walk in the door. I want, I you, want to you to lay, lay on, on the floor. floor. Tonight's the night. We're we make love under, under the strobe, strobe light. Yeah. I gotta say, I've, I've never actually done that, so. 
Uh, it's a really fun song. No, me neither. No, the strobe lights never <laughs> been was, part I of it. I always imagined that would be my wedding. Epileptic, right? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> probably I was not so with, afraid of an epileptic episode. <laughs> Not with Fred Schneider, though, right? No, no. no, with no. Although it's cute. It's, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, of right. course. Uh, and he talk about a disappointing. He would have been, been totally into it, Lisa. I'm sure. <laughs> it's really fun to hear. Lisa, Fred. I have some bad news for you. Now, who do you think There's he's something going? Something I didn't tell you. When he does like the interplay between Fred, is it? Do you think it's Kate or Cindy that he's doing? Because uh, I love when he's going. I'm going to kiss your eyes, and she does a little. Ooh, and then I love when I'm going to kiss your dad, and she goes, Oh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to kiss you. Pineapple. <laughs> and I yeah. love that. And I feel like that's... And then you go, okay. Yeah, is well, that... <laughs> I mean, I can think of, you know... I think, we all, look know. Like a I think we all know what Fred's shape is when he says pineapple. Your cat's about to eat some cookies. He's oh. gonna, no, he's going to sniff at them, but he's not going <laughs> to oh, eat them. Okay. Get away from there, you guys. No, ass. he's licking Go them. Go on. Nico. <laughs> <laughs> I feel... <laughs> The show has changed from, uh, <laughs> from a music podcast. Now it's a cat wrangling podcast. Yeah, he didn't. He I hated mean, working with children. It's inevitable. Animals. You have me on your show. And the cats are going to The cats are going to take over. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that last thing when he goes, I'm going to kiss your pineapple. And she screams. I feel like that's a little bit of a callback to uh, Rock Lobster when he goes, um, oh, yeah. here comes the bikini whale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, scream. Yeah, right. It's yeah. sort of like the same type thing, right? Yeah. Where he says something outrageous and then they scream. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that reminds me of that. Tonight's the night for love under the light. <laughs> and then it, it just ends on strobe light, them singing strobe light, you know. And yeah. it's it's uh, it's a fantastic, it's an irresistible dance song. Yep. Yeah. And this record, uh, I uh, I don't think it's credited as, as drums, like he's playing drums on it. Some of the songs almost sound like it's a drum machine, but I don't, nah. on this record, later on they use drum Keith machine was stuff. A, but I mean, this I, record. That's what I remember seeing, when I remember seeing them live, you, the same show you saw, yeah. was how Fantastic! Oh, what a, a driving, solid, like drummer. a metronome, yeah, like and the perfect. Ba- yeah, the bass drum just like, yeah. just perfect. And that know. is not easy to do. That's not a sign of a really good drummer, even yep. someone that's not flashy or anything. But that's that's yeah, keeping boom, a, boom, a boom. hard awesome. driving beat. Yeah. He was a great yep. drummer. And apparently, yeah, I know, I know, Lisa. No, that's okay. <laughs> the one that got <laughs> I away. Good. All right, so we get to the final song on this wonderful record, and it's 53 miles west of Venus. Just a little sci-fi ditty. Yeah. No. And does, does anyone know any like what is is it anything or is it just? I don't know. I, I couldn't know. find. I couldn't find any I think like it's no. just a, a riff and some you know. It's, I think it's just a nice way to end. Right. It the is. Whole album. Yeah. yeah. It's very ethereal. Yep. It is. You know? And yeah. I almost and, and it's almost like it's kind of like uh, it's a good. It's a good example of their how much they evolved from their yeah. first album to this, yeah. and also showed where they were going to go after this because oh. they really they've done you know uh, musically yeah. and everything you know yep. they yeah. got advent- they really got adventurous and it, the Ness record it's kind of mm. sad because I would because they recorded they tried recording with David Byrne and apparently it wasn't going well whatever. yeah I, I mean it's still he's still credited as the producer I think of Mesopotamia but yeah but I, I think did. they didn't uh, they just didn't weren't on the same page musically right. and they right. ended up yeah scrapping that stuff and getting someone else which is funny because other members of Talking Heads also have had to sort of step outside the heads to the Tom Tom Club. Yeah. So yeah. the same idea where you know I have a feeling David Burns. Yeah, not uh, maybe not the easiest guy to work. No, with. I'm sure that that's. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that they there's not. probably not right. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no sure we haven't done a Talking Heads record, have we? No, I'm sure at some oh. point. Oh. Yeah, so this is this is a really good, uh, cool album closer. It's just uh, 
it's kind of a it, it's definitely beyond the kitsch uh, the the kitschiness. It's more well. Of, it's sort of, for them. It becomes sort of the end of a closing of an era because Mesopotamia is a little more sophisticated and different. Right. And then Whammy after that is is again different. So this was those first two records sort of form a uh, you know sort of a. a, 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 a a period of the B-52s, the early, you know, the first, you know, first chapter of the B-52s, yeah. and uh, after that, it, it, they they start to branch out and change. And then Ricky dies, of course, and that changes things drastically. Oh, so sad. Yeah. yeah. So sad. But this is a great record, and thank you so much for uh, bringing it to us, uh, our attention. Me and Barry uh, never. <laughs> well, yeah. no, it's something that Mary I always uh, has. Yes, of course. We've yeah. chatted up the B-52s. No, yeah, no, no, no. I, I did. I, I forget. A lot of times... I think I twisted Lisa's arm on this one. So. Uh, yeah. As he is wont to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we... But usually when people bring a record, it's something that maybe... I, I find that female guests improve the show. Oh, well, we, oh, yeah, we're doing... It. No, it's true. No, it, yeah. actually, it's true. Yeah. Um, Just about anyone we bring three on bros, <laughs> Three bros <laughs> talking about music, that's e- that's pretty yeah. easy to find. We did Bikini Kill with three bros so got, that almost, that a, almost broke a, us. <laughs> a show with a female, and we talked about anal sex. We did. Uh, I think twice. I More than it. one, right? More <laughs> you got than, me to say it out loud. Right. I, I know. I feel like we're, we're, we're <laughs> okay. hitting that a little too hard, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, you can't. Yeah, it's because it's, it's you know it's a sensitive it's All a sensitive right. area. Not a family. This is not a family. This is not a family podcast. In case anyone was wondering. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's a great record. No. What? I, what hey, I, kids, come on I, in here. Daddy wants to talk about anal sex. What I was gonna say that I I always I really liked the B fifty twos, but I didn't appreciate the record as much as when I really dug into it. Yeah. I really appreciate yeah. what it's a good great. album it is yes. and how many great. No, songs. they're awesome. they're really smart. That's the thing about yeah. is that they're really very 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 clever and very driven and yes. focused and, and great catchy songs that these goddamn yeah. songs are in my oh, head yeah you can put this you can put this record on listen to it start to finish and be like oh yeah. let's put it on again listen to it again this is not one back of those your re- man i'm gonna yeah. listen to that every morning yeah. now yeah. for like two weeks now this yeah. is not one of the records where i'll be done with it after do the show yeah like this one I'll, oh no I, I love this record it's awesome yeah. right yeah they're not just a party band no too. that's the thing no, no, but most people are like oh b52s are a party band but like yeah they are but like you really dig into the yeah there's more to more there's more to now, hold up there. in uh, Kitchen Cat Shack, uh, do you have yes. music playing? Do you play music in there? Yeah. Is it strictly B-52s or do you? <laughs> I got bad news for you, Jump. She plays jazz. Oh, do you really? I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but on occasion I'll play B-52s. You know, do you know about Rob and jazz? Is that for the cats? Oh, Is that because no. the cats like jazz? Is Rob hates jazz. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, because it just seems to be one of those things that like pleases everybody but you, I guess. Except Rob, but he's not coming. He doesn't but yeah, I know. I don't think he's even ever been in he's there. He's not going to drive so. down from Sunrise. I don't have a cat. <laughs> so? All right. I know. I should visit. I'm going to come visit you. I, I don't go to Hollywood that much. I don't live in Hollywood. Oh, not, okay. Yeah, well, that's okay then. I used to come visit yeah. you. Barry's been there. I used to visit yes. you at PRL. Yes, yeah. that's true. Let's not talk about no that's alcohol. a sore spot. Yeah, let's yeah. not yeah, talk about the Let's not plug that place uh, No, 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 no. All right. <laughs> we want to plug Kitchy Cat Shack. Kitchy Cat Shack. That's right. That's right. Kitchy Cat. And oh, wait, one more side note. The, the Kitchy, I mean, the whole, the word, that, I learned that word from the B-52s. Oh, did you really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. Just from them being described as Kitchy? Or they describe themselves as Kitchy. As Kitchy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I remember I had my Rolling Stone out, um, issue Right. Where they were interviewed and they right. talked about themselves being, you know, and the word kitchen is like, whoa, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, I mean, you got to be committed to wear a wig on stage. It's hot. So, Wigs are hot and scratchy too. So, so. I, you know, kid, uh, 
kitschy sounds like kitty. So like kitty Perfect. cat shack, kitschy cat go. shack, B-52. So were you already, full circle. were you already into cats by then when you got oh. into B-52? Yeah, like, I mean all my life. All your life, yeah. yeah. So. You're, you're born, I didn't know if you're born into cat cat love. No, cat well love. I mean I didn't have them as kids, but I just always loved them. Yeah, yeah. I, I like cats. I like cats. I don't, I've had cats, but no, I do. I just don't, at the time, I don't, at this present time, I don't have cats, but I've had cats. Them no, like I, I do, do love cats. I had <laughs> I had a cat for 17 years, and we All loved right. uh, Petman Patty oh. and Jello. We had, they were brother and sister, Jello, but Jello died young. Jello had uh, problems, but Petman Patty lived 17. I loved her. Uh, maybe Sweet. someday I'll get another cat. Jello was like a typical South Florida musician. I come here once a week. <laughs> had problems and died young. Yeah. <laughs> I come here. I come here and see Barry's cats. I come here like once, once every, every other week. Weeks, see Barry's yeah. cat. That's that's enough cats for me for now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, um, you have to come visit Betty. I Betty's will. awesome. No, I will. I love. Like I said, I love shop cats. They're my yeah. favorite. Yeah. Oh. They're great. All right. So next week, what do we got, Barry? We're doing the live at Laser Wolf next week. <laughs> you know, I didn't check the schedule. But I, I do believe it is. It's live at Laser Wolf. And who's coming on the show? Uh, Tony Landa, bass player, extraordinaire oh, bass player for Humbert. Beloved Hollywood resident too. Hollywood resident Tony Lambert. Tony lives in Hollywood. He lives in Hollywood. Yeah, I, I know. Didn't you know think that. he's like a Hialeah boy, but he lives in Hollywood and he has Everyone cats. Everyone lives in Hollywood. Yeah, Tony's been in your store, right? Tony's been in your no. store. No. Tony Landa. Tony. Right, Maybe we'll he doesn't have a cat. We'll talk. No, he does. He has cats. Tony's got like a bunch of. Uh, get on that. All right, get on that. We'll we'll get him in there. So <laughs> Tony's gonna come on. We're gonna be live at Laser World. Yeah, we're talking about what, Barry? What's the name of the record? I get it right. See, I grew up Southern Baptist, so there's anything with involving 666. Number of the Beast. Number of the Beast by Iron Iron Maiden. Maiden. And we've done a, we did a Black Sabbath record, and that's metal technically. They they sort of invented heavy metal, but this is a metal record. Straight up, 100% metal. And it's a very influential metal record because if you listen to it, you'll hear a lot of people stole things from it later on. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And a lot of teenage boys, man, they just uh, fell in love with this record, yeah, yeah. and like, uh, much like Tony Landy did, and he's going to tell us all about it next week. So until then, thanks again, Lisa, for coming on the show. Oh, thank you, you guys. This was, was a lot fun. of fun. And once again... Yes, uh, thank you. Sorry, I drifted off there. <laughs> once again, go to our Patreon, please. Patreon.com forward slash TRGMH. And become a patron, and... Please share us. Some people are really yeah. good with sharing us, yeah. and then some people are not good with sharing right. us. Share us you with might, your friends. Yeah, you might be, if you shared one of our episodes that you enjoyed on your social media, it might turn 10, yeah. 15 more people onto the show, and we're always looking for new listeners. We really are. And, uh, so uh, thank you once again. That is Barry Stock. That is Rob Elba. We'll see you guys next week. 